I'm not going to talk about it anymore. Oh, oh, that's part of the wall now. That is a feature oh, of the man. wall. Wow, that's a strong man. They put my ass in jail for 30 oh. years. For 30 years? The people running tests. He was a hero. Taking my blood. Even your people weren't done with me. Hydra. I say it. Get out of my house. You better get out oh of his house. God. That man is rightfully angry. They did this man dirty! Welcome back to New Rockstars, The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Episode 2 confirmed our theories that the black Captain America, or just Captain America, all right, Isaiah Bradley is here to make us rightfully pissed off while planting the seeds for the MCU's Young Avengers. This is Inside Marvel. It's New Rockstars After Show for The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I'm Eric Voss. I'm here with MT. How you doing, MT? What did you think of this episode? Oh, this episode was fantastic. It was, mm -hmm. like, better than episode one, and it was just action-packed and just amazing. And I'm just looking forward to talking about it. Yeah, I'm surprised we're already revealing some some stuff here with, uh, with Isaiah Bradley, with getting more into the Power Broker and the Flag Smashers and what their whole relationship is. This is our after show, everybody. We're going to react to the big moments and answering your biggest WTFs, which to us stands for What, what the, the Falcon. Falcon. <laughs> yeah. Although people did start calling Bucky Buck this episode, so we could do What the Buck, but, but I don't want to get But only Steve demonetized. calls him Buck. Only Steve we can. can. Yeah, it's a Steve thing, which I like. It's kind of like a callback where it's like uh, uh, his friends call him Cap. Like yeah. Only friends can call him Cap. Yeah. Right. Um... <laughs> uh, so in this episode, we saw that John Walker has quite the resume, and it looks like a bit of imposter syndrome, For though sure. it seems. Yeah. We don't know what's really going on in his cyborg brain. And we also meet his buddy Lamar Hoskins, who is confirmed to be Battlestar. Yeah. Uh, that is Clay Bennett's character. And uh, they kind of crash a mission that Bucky and Sam are on, and it ends up in this failed attempt to capture the Flag Smashers on this high-speed heist of vaccine stolen from a mysterious power broker who has like a texting relationship with Carly Moriathau, but she Apparently. doesn't tell the rest of her team about it. She's like, what's on your phone? Nothing, nothing, nothing. Oh, you text someone. Wow, how does he have your number, but you don't have his? Uh, right? Are you, are you texting anyone that's going to kill us by any chance? No. Yeah. No, it's fine. <laughs> So, in this attempted team-up between the teams, Bucky and Sam tell John Walker to essentially falcon off. And uh, then, at the end of the episode, after meeting Isaiah Bradley uh, and his son Eli Bradley, uh, mm. they decide to go talk to Zemo about past Hydra operations. Now, Hydra could have been involved with this. Um, that should work so out it, perfectly fine, because Zemo's yeah, not oh, sketchy at all. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm sure if uh, you have, um, you know, a presidential pardon and cops in Baltimore will arrest you, I'm sure they'll let you travel internationally now. Uh, so sure, let's go to Europe and see if we can uh, break a super criminal out of prison. Why not? It's just a Why fun not? thing to do. I mean... It will be very fun for us. <laughs> um so in this episode, MT and I are going to talk about why Isaiah Bradley is so, so important and why his grandson, Eli Bradley, might be even more important to MCU. We're going to talk about who the power broker is and why John Walker just seems so darn perfect. Oh, real quick, I want to show you guys something. Ooh. Uh, so this is our latest Obsession shirt. I Ooh. meant to put it on at the start of the episode. I'm not going to change shirts on camera because, uh, yeah, why? why? You got it. Why I milk mean... the cow if you can suck the udder for free? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how it works. Um, 
Anyway, you can get this shirt at uh, NewRockStarsMerch.com. It's it's a really cool design. It's inspired by the end credits of these Falcon Winter Soldier episodes. But the cool thing about this is when you do get it, you'll unlock an additional option to write in a custom shout-out that will appear at the bottom of these Inside Marvel after shows. Like, for example, we had a bunch of great comments. Lauren Mizuba said, Hi, Eric and MT. It's only been one episode, but I love your reactions. Aww. Thank you, Lauren. That's so nice. So you got me that so nice. nice. You're nice. If all comments could be as nice as yours right? instead of... Uh, well, I'm not, I'm not, no, no. <laughs> um, Wes Sager says, will Sam's sister end up joining the Flag Smashers? Are Skrulls present in the series, i.e. Rhodes? Um, I don't know if Sam's sister will join the Flag Smashers, but I do think Skrulls are everywhere because yeah. they've been in the past two uh, Marvel titles, so why not this one? And I think Rhodey's a good candidate for someone who might be a Skrull. Oh yeah, for um, sure, for 100%. Good candidate. Sure. I'm not saying Rhodey is a Skrull, I'm just saying. I am, I'm just kidding, no, he's <laughs> Okay, no, go for it, yeah. <laughs> It doesn't matter if I say it or not. Uh, people are going to just say I said the most right? stupid bullshit and then attribute it to me on Twitter. And I'll have to say, I didn't actually say Hayward was Mephisto, but because some other person who has thumbnails like me did, now I have to own up to it. Whatever. SMH, um, the internet. Am I right? SMH, the internet. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, and our friend Carol Brown said, hey, Eric and MT, did y'all just love how Bucky's therapist threatened him with a notebook? Uh, yes. I love that. I love that's like <laughs> the pen is truly mightier than the sword when it comes to Bucky's therapy. I love that. I mean, like you know, Bucky uh, has a weakness with notebooks apparently because uh, a notebook kind of activated him in the first place with Zemo. Oh, that's, that's <laughs> such a good point. So he's like, oh, maybe not notebooks. Maybe no, put that my down. greatest weakness. My only weakness: words ah, on paper, journals. <laughs> not college rules. <laughs> Oh, I love it. Um, all right, MT, let's uh, dive into our first What the Falcon. What is it? First What the Falcon of the day is who the Falcon is Isaiah Bradley. Now, that's right. a fantastic question. And Isaiah Bradley was introduced in 2003 as the black Captain America figure, as everyone seems to already have a general idea. And this episode definitely gets into. Um, and he was given the super soldier serum via Project Rebirth, which was, which was an attempt to recreate Captain America's super soldier serum, which is, uh -huh. you know, pretty hard to do because Cap right. is a uh, one and done. And the guy mm -hmm. that made it got shot in the first Avenger, yep. if you guys don't remember. Um, and his, his existence was kept as a secret, though many notable black figures came to visit him, as well as many black superheroes like Goliath, Luke Cage, Falcon, there's just a lot of respect in the in the black superhero community for yeah. Isaiah Bradley, and rightfully so. He yeah, he served. He, he yeah, he is a uh, a trailblazer, a true pioneer. And uh, in the MCU, it's a bit different. Falcon didn't know of his existence, and he feels really resentful that that mm. whole history was hidden from him because that would have helped him feel more comfortable as an Avenger knowing that there was some other black super soldier that he could have looked to as a mentor. And uh, I mean, Bucky's reason for not telling him telling him is, well, one, he was Winter Soldier for decades and decades. He didn't start becoming Sam's friend until recently. Yeah. Uh, but two, like, he's like, this old guy's been through so much. I didn't, you know, he clearly prefers his isolation uh, and he doesn't want to be in the spotlight anymore because last time he was in the spotlight, they ended up dragging him into jail. Uh, yeah. And that sucked. Um, Carl Lumley's performance as Isaiah was, was chilling. amazing. He wasn't even in that for so that long, but I was like, give this man an Emmy. Good God. Yeah. Like, he I felt so bad. So, yeah, he's like, he definitely played like 20 years older than he actually is. Like, yeah. the, the age that he played, the bitterness, just like, 
simmering under the surface surface until it explodes. Yeah. Like when he chucks, what was that? It, it looked like a like a like a like a cigarette thing or like a cigar. Yeah, know. cigarette tin or yeah. something. Yeah, like and he threw that. I think there might tin. be like I don't know, like some pills in there or something. I don't know. Yeah, that, that could be helping him or yeah, those things. They're just they're pretty flimsy. If you were yeah. to squeeze them, they would start to bend. So the fact that he could throw it so hard it would wedge into, into a the wall. wall it's like, whoa. Yeah, that man is, he's still juiced up. He's still got some of yeah, that super soldier in him. Oh, yeah. But yeah. what's great about this series, it seems to be exploring that bitter reality of the character. Mm -hmm. And um, they seem to be making him a Korean War veteran, which is different from the comics. Yeah. And mm -hmm. um, he was imprisoned for 30 years, which is the biggest and saddest part about his whole thing yeah. because like he served his country he even took half of a, a bucky's arm off apparently in a fight with yeah. him uh -huh. and they they did him dirty and it, apparently he says that even hydra hydra um the the terrible organization that likes to have their fingers in many pies um even they mm -hmm. experimented with him and uh yeah. so that's that's going to be pretty interesting to learn more about as the series goes on yeah, and it makes you wonder, well, HYDRA was pretty much everywhere as S.H.I.E.L.D. If you consider oh, S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. and HYDRA as a, functionally the same organization. Mm. Um, the it, So it could have been uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. agents who are like, actually, hail HYDRA. And then they like, you know, <laughs> yeah. take some of his blood serum out. Or uh, if like after he was released from prison, because it's 30 years. So we don't know when he was retired and he was recently released from prison. Or mm. if like he's been out of prison for the past 10 years. Uh, and then he was like, so 30 years before that, like sometime in the 80s, he was yeah. put away. Uh, we're not really sure, but he, uh, yeah, Hydra found him, and that's why they're now going to go talk to Zola, uh, to Zemo, Zemo. excuse me, but You're doing the was that Zola I did. part of this? <laughs> did I just have a, uh, a Freudian slip there, a Freudian Zola? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, sometimes it's, it's Zola. Zola could potentially be involved because Zola was around during the times uh -huh. of, you know, the Korean War and all that stuff in AI form. And, uh, well, I, I forget what year that Zola actually died, like the man Zola, but like Zola as an essence has been around since Zola. Has I think around. it was implied that Zola died sometime in the 70s because okay. uh, 1970 is when he was starting to work on his algorithm. He mm. wasn't dead yet because Howard Stark was looking for him. Yeah. But like based off of his age during the 40s, I think he died sometime during the 70s. And then the technology of the, that supercomputer at Camp Lehigh, mm. it was kind of like late 70s, early 80s computer. Yeah. Like that was... That was pretty analog, that yeah, technology. They, they so. definitely were, didn't have iPads. They they weren't running no. on uh, yeah, any uh, yeah. new Mac computers. Um, definitely not. But uh, tell us about this his grandson, which it almost seemed understated. But if you look in the credits, his name is uh, Eli Bradley. Yes. Okay, Elijah Bradley. He's played by Elijah Richardson. Why is this guy so important? So uh, that's a great question because Elijah Bradley is one of Marvel's young Avengers. And that's what they seem to be setting up with this series mm -hmm. and this episode. And I was really excited to see him. And um, and of course, Elijah Bradley is being played by Elijah Richardson, which is great. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I hope that like uh, the having the name Elijah was like the the, yeah. the actual um, like bar that they had for this role that'd be hilarious but, oh great um, you're so you're perfect for this role but your name is brian right we oh we're really hoping for an elijah brian. sorry this is yeah, uh we're sorry. taking this seriously we're, we're sticking it close to yeah. the comic so would you be willing to change to elijah it's like well my last name's elijah you couldn't be elijah elijah it's like no all right bye-bye right <laughs> next but the three main takeaways um, with, in regards to Isaiah in this episode, um, is that with Isaiah, the series is exploring the racist history of the super soldier program in America. And it seems to be yeah. pretty messed up. So 
looking yeah. forward to seeing how uh, terrible <laughs> these people have been to Isaiah. And which explains why the government preferred John Walker to Sam Wilson, because unfortunately, you know, they don't have, uh, Sam Wilson didn't have the right skin for them, which is some, some BS, but. Right. Whatever. And then you even see that uh, we don't really know where John Walker's uh, morality is at right now. Yes. I could see it going either way. That opening scene in the locker room painted him pretty sympathetically. But when he says things like, I need Cap's wingman at my oh. side, and Sam's just like, it's always that last line. Yeah, it's... it's like, Cap would never describe Sam as his wingman. Yeah. Like, they're always on each other's left. They're partners, you yeah. know? So I don't. Uh, yeah, I think the fact that he looks down on him, the way that, like, Battlestar is his, like, sidekick, yeah, you know? Yeah, that's a really just, big thing. And, like, one thing way, that like... I've, I, in, in regards to Battlestar, like, um, Bucky reacted really interestingly to the to the name Battlestar. So I wonder yeah. if uh, Bucky has a history with the term Battlestar when he was serving in the military. Oh, that's how you read it? I just read it as, like, Bucky's <laughs> like, no, this name's bullshit. <laughs> No more, I'm not hanging out with other stupid named superheroes, no. I think <laughs> the government, I mean, I think the government may actually be trying to make their own Cap and Bucky, but yeah. um, with, you know, Walker and Hoskins, um, but having Hoskins be like his wingman, his number two, it's kind of just like, all right, we're just going to keep the black man as the number two and make sure we elevate the white man and like, you know, right. and Falcon was probably just like, ah, not about that. I'm not anybody's right. wingman. We were, me and Steve right. were partners. Um, yeah. But yes. The racist history of the super soldier program is is definitely going to be something that's going to be talked about. But second takeaway is that Isaiah is part of the history of the Human Enhancement Act in which super soldier mm -hmm. serum was given to others. And Thaddeus Ross, Th Thaddeus Thunderbolt Ross, um, a character that we've seen in previous MCU uh -huh. movies, um, is part on this of this program. So yeah, and this is something that we found in the end credits. There's like one of the first texts that you see before it wipes away to someone who worked on the show mm -hmm. is like uh, according to Thaddeus Ross. Uh, all information regarding the Human Enhancement Act is to be labeled confidential mm. and directed to Major Donovan of Special Unit blank, blank, blank. So the fact that Ross is behind this, we know Ross is involved with the Super Soldier program, trying to reboot it mm -hmm. back in the days of the Incredible Hulk movie when he's working with Blonsky and he's bringing back out the cryo tanks that contained some of Erskine's early formulas. Mm -hmm. uh, Reinstein was on the label and that was a al alias of Erskine and then even Stark Industries for mm. Howard Stark when he was working with them. So uh, yeah, Ross could be someone important he could be the power broker himself or he could be working with the power broker but we'll talk about that more in a bit yes um and takeaway number three um actually i really like that you said all that but takeaway number three is that isaiah's grandson eli as we were talking about before as super patriot is a really big part of this series and... or just patriot i think super oh, super, patriot not super a... patriot i'm sorry you're yeah. right as yeah. patriot um excuse me is likely going to be part of a future young young avengers lineup which will include other older versions of billy and tommy from wandavision who yeah. we all love and we miss them and i hope you guys we are okay oh my god so sad yeah i miss you guys um, and Kate Bishop from the new Hawkeye series coming up, which I'm personally very excited about. If you follow me yeah, on Twitter, amazing. I'm a big uh, Haley Steinfeld uh, uh -huh. stan. Uh, so that's going to be dope. And Cassie uh -huh. Lang from Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania, who is being played by a different actress than she was in Endgame. Right, yeah. It's um, not Emma Furman. They have a new uh, blonde actress. Blondes always have more fun. <laughs> and possibly so. even Kamala Khan in, from the new Miss Marvel show coming up. And America yeah. Chavez, um, which is one of my favorite, who is one of my favorite characters in Marvel. And possibly, I believe, Torres um, as Falcon mm -hmm. in the future, but we'll see because I don't believe yeah. Torres Falcon has been a young Avenger. I think he was more closely aligned with the champions, right. if I'm not yeah. mistaken. But yeah. 
Yes. Um, yeah. And then uh, there's some other possibilities out there that we might see a version of Iron Lad. People keep saying the kid from Iron Man 3, Hardly Keener, Ty Simpkins is coming. I, I don't think, I don't think so. have a different actor play the role. Yeah. Um, like, well, why not? He's already established. It's like they've already recast Cassie Lang a few times, right? Yeah. This is the third Cassie <laughs> Lang we're seeing. So why wouldn't they do that? <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so we have a Young Avengers lineup to look forward to. Uh, now, the thing is, I don't think it's going to be exactly the Young Avengers from the comics. I just think mm. really are going to be like a younger group of Avengers. Yeah. And it's going to be like a Legends of Tomorrow type thing where it's meant for younger audiences. Uh, and it's just kind of a team up and, and it's not going to have the same kind of weight. Uh, but it will be fun in other ways. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, take over. It's like it's that it's that coming together thing that we got in Avengers one that is just so great. And we're seeing these yeah. these characters being introduced in their own series and all that stuff. And then when they come together in their young Avengers project, it's gonna be like, oh, cool. Like, oh, it's Cassie and, and them and like they're interacting and like, it's yeah. gonna be dope. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> So uh, we want to talk more about the Power Broker, all your other questions that you had from this episode. First, we want to thank some people who helped us make this episode, yes. starting with our friends at Helix. So Sam, Bucky, and Steve are all bad role models for sleeping. They all sleep <laughs> on the ground, and Sam and Steve have complained in the past about regular mattresses being too soft like marshmallows that they'd sink to the floor. Too soft? Come on. That's not a problem any of us have. And our friends at Helix Sleep are here to ensure that that's never a problem again. Helix Sleep has a sleep quiz. It takes just two minutes to complete and matches your body type and sleep preferences to the perfect mattress for you. They have soft, medium, and firm mattresses. Mattress is great for cooling you down if you sleep hot. Or even a Helix Plus mattress for plus-size sleepers. I took the quiz and Helix sent me a mattress that has changed the way I sleep. It's perfectly designed for me and I sleep like a rock. Sometimes I need like an 11 word activation code to get me out of bed in the morning. <laughs> Kelly's over there like uh, freight train. <laughs> She's like, what does this mean? I'm like, you're not done yet. It's like, I done. need you to say it. All right, come on. Say all of it. <laughs> I can't oh. wake up. And she's looking down at the ring. She's like, do I really? <laughs> Have I made a big mistake? I know. I got so lucky with this one. The fact that she puts up with me. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. So it's not just me that loves Helix. Helix was awarded the number one best overall mattress pick of 2020 and uh, by GQ and Wired Magazine. So Helix is offering up to $200 off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners at helixsleep.com slash inside marble. That's helixsleep.com slash inside marble for up to $200 off and two free pillows. We also want to thank our friends on Stereo for sponsoring. New Rock Stars is excited to partner with Stereo the app on uh, weekly live shows. Just download the Stereo app for free right now at Stereo.com slash New Rockstars. If you're listening to us live on Stereo right now, uh, or if you're not listening to us live, you're, you're missing out. Every week we're pumping out at least uh, a handful of shows previewing what's coming up in pop culture and on the channel and reviewing the big hits from previous week. Uh, that content is completely free to access and super easy to listen to on your mobile device. The best part of Stereo is that you get to be part of the show. Submit audio messages with your questions, theories, and reactions actually immediately after. Inside Marvel here, we're going to record a special Q&A segment with your audio questions that we answer live. And you can go back and listen to all of our previous episodes of any of our shows on the Stereo app. So apps, access these live shows, share your questions and theories, and interact with us in real time by downloading the free Stereo app at Stereo.com new rockstars at stereo.com slash new rockstars and then finally we want to thank our friends at blue chew so our friends at blue chew have a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as viagra and cialis but in chewable form and at a fraction of the cost blue chew is an online prescription service so no doctor's office or pharmacy trips it ships right to your door in a discreet package you sign up at bluechew.com consult with one of their licensed medical providers and once you're approved you receive your prescription
prescription within days. Their licensed medical providers work with you to find the right ingredient and strength. And if you hate swallowing pills, good news. Blue Chew is chewable, just like it says in the name. So, uh, you know, your fiance doesn't have to put it in a piece of bread and sneak it into your food uh, as she does for me. I'm telling you, I'm going to be the best wife in the world. My fiance is the best. Uh, she has to put up with all kinds of problems. And, and she does it in stride. Uh, so, if you could benefit from extra confidence when it's time to perform, visit BlueChew.com for more details and important safety information. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Try BlueChew free when you use our promo code InsideMarvel at checkout. Just pay the $5 in shipping. That's BlueChew.com, promo code InsideMarvel to receive your first month free. And we thank BlueChew for sponsoring this show. All right, MT, what is our next What the Falcon? Who the Falcon is the power broker. Now, this mm. is a really big question, as the power broker is not messing around this episode at all. Uh -huh. And he's got people to kill if they mess with him. And Carly seems to be in his sights. So we're just wondering, what exactly is Carly's relationship with the power broker? And why yeah. didn't she tell the, her team about that very threatening text? Yeah, it's interesting, right? I, I mean, I think the power broker, I don't think it's going to be necessarily Carl Malice, just because Carl Malice was in Jessica Jones. I don't know if Feige's going to want to reuse that name or create any confusion. We might just have a power broker who has a different name. And it's possible that the power broker is the same person as Thaddeus Ross, that he uses an alias, or he has some other kind of person connected with him. But I think Ross is going to be part of this, uh, because we know he's mm. part of the Human Enhancement Program. We know he oversees that operation. We have theories that he might be trying to set up his own Thunderbolts crew that we've mm. talked about many times on this channel. Um, and I think that's uh, maybe, but I don't think he would send a text saying, I'm going to kill you. That's my one thing. <laughs> yeah. So I think the fact that he's like probably high powered in the government somewhere, mm. he probably has someone else he's working with. And maybe Carly Morgan, though, she has a father and her father is a power broker. And there's just been some bad blood or some love lost between them. Uh, and he's just like, I'm going to kill you. But that's how he has. <laughs> it's weird that he has her number, but she doesn't have his number saved in the phone. Yeah. So he somehow found her number, uh, maybe through the magic of the internet. You know, who's connected to the internet <laughs> is Zola. <laughs> It is she Zola. robbed a Swiss it's, bank, MT. That's why he's so mad. Exactly. He's like, you don't rob bank. from my country, all right? I'm, I'm coming after you. It's Zola. It's got to be Zola. Zola in the <laughs> phone. Hacking Zola, all the phones. Zola. Zola. It, it always said, the power broker is watching. So, hey, right. Zola could be all up in the technology watching everyone. Because here's the question. How the hell did he know that it was them who robbed his shipment? Like That's it, right he's watching he's every I, I don't know how that man knew that and how he got his how he got carly's number but he's obviously well, connected how about this uh battlestar said that they hacked red wing uh and that's why it was so glitchy last episode yes. is because the government is spying on these people through sam's tech yes. and so once it gets into the u.s government's hand if it goes up to thaddeus ross and he just shares it with his computer buddy zola mm -hmm. then it gets back to him and then so we see these uh, uh the power brokers men kill is it lennox it's one of her guys mateus i believe and uh and they're like it's a power broker's men and then he calls someone on the phone he's like they got away so he mm. wasn't there himself he wasn't yeah. like in the back seat of one of those suvs uh no i mean why would or he? he's maybe got too he much power anywhere. I mean, uh yeah why would he he's uh actually a code a green computer ai <laughs> that floats around in an old school computer that is somehow still working so like with the power broker, my my question is like, I don't know which version like like you alluded to that we're getting. Because um, I know that in the comics, the power broker 
um, works closely with Malice a, as part of Power Bro Broker Incorporated. But um, the Power Broker has been two people in the comics. It has been Curtis mm -hmm. Jackson at first and uh, a mysterious second, which is a weird like robot looking white pale. He was not a robot. He's a pale mutate man um, mm -hmm. that we don't really know much about. So like, I'm just really interested to see which version if we're getting that we're getting. We could even be getting a female. We could be getting like anyone. Like, so I'm just really excited because the power broke. I like a good mystery in a show. Yeah. And uh, yeah. WandaVision got me uh, addicted to a good Marvel mystery. So Yeah, me too. I, <laughs> I gotta say. Um, all right, our next What the Falcon is. What the Falcon is John Walker's secret? Where is this guy's head at? Is he uh, someone who we were uh, too quick to judge? Or did we call a spade a spade? <laughs> That's a good question. I mean, so we saw that he abruptly changed the subject when they said MIT studied his body, which is yeah. kind of mega sketch a little sketch but yeah we'll see um and he gave lamar a look when they mentioned super soldiers so like uh -huh. he may be just being like hey bro just uh <laughs> no um and mm -hmm. three he went over to dr rayner's head to release bucky and skip his therapy so what, yeah. what does he have going on i don't know what is yeah what is i mean my theory for now is that he and lamar were part of the same super human super soldier enhancement program that the flag smashers were i think they know full well who the flag smashers are now they might be different generations of them they might have been like an earlier class or mm. a later class uh but i think there's some kind of international program maybe through the grc right the global resources council yeah. that seems to be some kind of un government body that maybe that's what ross is overseeing now Possibly. um but through these resources they're trying to create like this new initiative of super soldiers one of them uh were there during the blip like it probably got paused during the blip there's some mm. debate over whether or not ross got blipped yeah. uh, according to the marvel cinematic universe wikia it says he did but mm. then they're uh you can't ever just trust a wikia because you got to look at the sources at the bottom yeah. and their source is just the avengers endgame script and i have read the full avengers endgame script and i re-looked at the script the only time ross is mentioned is he's at tony stark's funeral so i think one person put in that entry based on the fact that william hurt didn't appear to age that much but mm. once you reach once you get past 60 you can't tell if someone's five years older or not yeah sorry right. that's just how movies work <laughs> um so i think he could have blipped or he could have been around this whole time i don't know but either way this would kind of explain if he wasn't around during the blip um maybe these flag smashers are like we were about to be used as these super soldiers we're so glad everything got blipped because now no one can try to weaponize us so they mm. kind of started to build their own flag smashers one world one people cult whatever you want to call it yeah a flag uh, flash mobbers and then uh <laughs> Yeah, and then uh, and then now Ross is back and he's trying to get a, a handle on all of them. Mm. Um, and he's uh, he created some new ones with uh, John Walker and Lamar Hoskins. Yeah. And uh, so that's kind of what John Walker's trying to do. He's trying to kill off the past uh, American Winter Soldiers, you mm. know. But here's here's a, an idea that like I sort of thought about during the course of this episode. What if the power broker? is you know supplying everyone with powers like it's just like a business move it's like all right u.s government you want a new captain america have a little bit of this oh flax measures you want some powers to, uh -huh. to do this have a little bit of that it's like it's like that thing that they introduced in uh the last jedi with um, oh, okay. dj's character it's like you know uh -huh. it's just it's just business this guy's just like he's making his money and like he doesn't really care who he sells he, who he sells these powers to so See, I, I thought think... you were gonna say the boys that kind of sounds like compound v and the boys yes they, they that kind of well. make it a commodity and they sell it to the government to give to like cops and stuff like if every exactly. cop could just be like a superhuman what a, 
Yikes. Uh-oh. Oh, oh <laughs> shit. Shit, I'm moving to Canada. Oh, God, now they took over Canada. Oh, God. Oh, then I'm just polka dot man. I'm just like, just kill me. Um, I don't want to live. Really? Uh, but, yeah, I think, uh, like, right now they're doing a really good job writing John Walker one way. And Wyatt Russell's doing such a good oh, job. so playing good. Playing likable, you know? So There's little good. moments. I, little I moments instantly... where it's flashes of shitness. But he's so sweet overall. Such... Like, it's so hard, like, being conflicted about him. Because at first, everyone was just like, you know what? I hate this man. Um, but, like, now with uh, Russell's performance as John Walker, I'm just like, all right. I know you're doing your best, John. Yeah. But could John. you not be Captain America? <laughs> could you just give it to Sam? Because that's what yeah. Steve wanted. But, like, right. oh, man. Like, I definitely do feel for this man. Because he does have massive shoes to fill. And well, you know where why Russell gets it is his dad, Kurt yeah. Russell. Like he does the same kind of tricks that Ego does yes. in Guardians Volume Two, where it's like, I kind of like this guy. I kind of like him. Oh wait, he's evil. Mm-hmm. you know. It's there's that balance in there that uh, I mean, White Russell's a, an actor in his own right. I'm just saying he got it all from his daddy. But like they, the reason, the charm, the little twinkle in the yeah, eye, yeah, that it's Russell there. charm that gets you. Yeah. It's like, Oof, yeah, I trust you now, but mm, you're being sketchy. Right. Uh, so there's just too much about what uh, John Walker's doing. Too much shadiness. He pulls a gun out and he shoots one mm-hmm. of the uh, one of them. And I, you know, Cap shoots, be- Cap shot people in the war. Uh, Black Widow shoots people all the time. They yes. use deadly force. Sam brought in Red Wing to just like spray them with bullets on that. Uh, so I mean, I get it. It just feels really weird right now after seeing so many years of Steve Rogers. Cap only use his shield as yeah. his offensive weapon to see a cap pull out a gun. It's just. It feels off-putting. Yeah, I mean, like, Cap usually only uses a gun if he has to. And, like, he he uh-huh. mainly views himself as a defender of just freedom in general. And so, like, for, for Walker to have a gun at the ready at all times, which is something mm-hmm. that Steve has never done, is just, like, a statement like, I am a weapon. I am a weapon. I'm not right. a defender. I am weapon man, and I'm here to serve Weapon man. <laughs> gun arms. <laughs> knife fingers. Grenade feet. It's so hard to walk. <laughs> just it's like Edward Scissorhands, but Weapon Man. Yeah. That's just a Mega Man. That's just like a really bad Mega Man villain. Right. Boss that you have to be. It's just We're going to get man. sued Aren't by Capcom. Open? Yeah, yeah. All right, so uh, another What the Falcon uh, will Bucky and Sam do to get Zemo out of prison? How's that conversation going to go? What What are they going to talk about? How's this going to go? I mean, hey, I mean, I, I assume that Bucky's going to be like, hey, Zemo, do you have any good stories you can read me? You want to read me a good a good story? I'm just kidding, though. Um, no, Bucky's yeah. going to be real pissed. As we see in the trailers, you know, Bucky does have this face off with Zemo, and it's yeah. really uh, not great. He seems pretty pissed, as he should be. So, Well, it I, seemed to be like Bucky's suggestion to go to Zemo. Oh, yeah. Which weirded me out. It's like, so if you're willing to go talk to him right now, like... Mm, just the writing of this seems to be a little like i'd like a bit of an answer of where these characters heads are at yeah uh, like the bucky i knew would never want to see zemo again i don't understand why bucky's so eager like bucky would just go wolverine and say off i don't want to join this mission like uh, to talk to zemo again this guy who like tortured me and used me like i don't think he would ever want to it would be sam who would be like hey ain't zemo somewhere in a prison in europe well, you, like, if you remember, at the end of um, Bucky and Sam's little therapy session, he goes, oh, what was rule number two again? 
Oh, don't hurt anybody? Okay. So maybe in his mind, he was already going to go to Zemo uh, because Zemo was on his list. So he's like, you know right. what? Let's do two birds, one stone. We probably got to learn more about Hydra anyway. So let's yeah. learn it out of um, Zemo. And then I'm going to hurt this man uh, yeah. because he hurt me. So yeah. that's just I, I, I guess I can see that. Now, I think the Zemo conversation, I don't think they're going to let him go talk to Zemo. I think they're going to have to arrange to break him out. Right? Like Maybe that's the deal. He's like, oh, yeah. I'll help you get to the next step if you get me out of here. Because you're going to need me to get into Madripoor to find this power broker or something like that. Hmm. And they're going to be like, oh, fine. We'll break you out. But Because I, mean... I think that that same prison facility, we hmm. saw footage in the trailer of like uh, security forces running through and prisoners being lined up outside their cells as they do a hmm. head count. So I think there's going to be some kind of prison break. I mean, I mean, Falcon has the White Panther on his team, so that should be real easy, huh? <laughs> I love that White Wolf callback. That was I great. I know. I was like, as soon as he said White Panther, I'm like, they better say White Wolf. They better say it. They better say it. Yeah. And they did. Say it. Oh, say my God. It. But like, yeah. So like, I, I I am interested to see how they get Zemo out of prison because yeah. um, it's going to be, it has to be really elaborate. I wonder if they're going to work with Zemo because Z, I wonder if Zemo breaks himself out because he'd be the type of person mm. to do that. Yeah. Um, so by the time they get there, he's like, like in the Suicide Squad trailer, oh, you guys came to break me out? Oh my God, you're so nice. <laughs> <laughs> we had a whole plan. Um, all right, so uh, let's close out with another segment of Oh Cap, My Cap. We're going to go through the potential Cap successors in this episode and just going to rate them either That's My Cap or Not My Cap. Let's start with Sam Wilson here. Not My Cap or That's My Cap. He's always My Cap, bro. You know okay. it, bro. You know it. How about you? Uh, this episode, uh, I'm going to say not my Cap. I think he what? is not interested in the Captain America legacy. Okay. Uh, and uh, I, I'm i not really sure where Sam is at right now because he hmm. uh, doesn't want to work with the rest of the team. Is kind of antagonizing Bucky. Uh, he's uh, And he's super pissed off at the whole legacy of Captain America. I I don't know. This week, less, less Cap for me for Sam Wilson. Okay, I mean, that's fair. Okay, that's fair. Uh, what about Bucky Barnes? Bucky Barnes, for this week? Hmm. I think that Bucky Barnes is my cat because he cares a lot about the legacy of, of Captain America. And he keeps bothering Sam. He's like, why'd you give it up? He gave it to you. He didn't give it to me. He gave it to you. Why'd you give it up? Like, this is, he cared about the shield. And if he was wrong about you, then he was wrong about me. And that broke me. That was just like, oh, <laughs> he just, he wants to be better. And he, he wants to be better because Steve believed in him. And in part because Steve believed in him. So, like, yeah, I think Bucky's going to get my cap respect this episode. Yeah, me too. Uh, Bucky uh, definitely jumped up. And he seemed to understand the legacy of the S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, and be super defensive over that. So, Bucky is, yeah, that's my cap. What about John Walker? John Walker. See, this is tough. Because I obviously have my loyalties to Steve. But, like, this episode, Russell really brought it. And he did. I... A part of me is just like, I really want to give this guy a shot because he genuinely wants to do the right thing. So okay. I'm a little iffy. I'm going to say, I'm going to say he's my cap for just for this week. I'm going to say Walker's my cap because I liked me Russell's too. performance. Yes, me too. And this might be the only week we say that, MT. I firmly believe that next week and the week after we're going to be like, why did we ever say that? Yeah. <laughs> like, why do we week, put yeah. that on video? <laughs> That opening locker room scene was enough to be like, okay, yeah, this yeah. guy seems to be just as uncomfortable with the whole uh, song and dance routine of a star-spangled man with the plan that Steve Rogers was uncomfortable. So, yeah. Um, and let's just skip down to Isaiah Bradley. Yes, Isaiah Bradley. He's 
I know I've said he, my cap to everyone so far, but like he's got to be. He's got to be my cap. He went through yeah. too much garbage to yeah. not get the respect. So I got to give it up. Isaiah Bradley, yeah. that's my cap. Yeah, he is the the cap in the saddest and most yeah. frustrating part of that history of like someone who is just a government instrument yeah, uh, and is just there for his flesh and his blood and the way he can be used to bring more death and pain and destruction to the world. And he's so bitter over that. And I'm so glad they're exploring that uh, on this show um, because it is a really messed up thing. Yeah. Um, and if you were to actually ask the real world implications of if we had a government super soldier, how would our government use them? Uh, mm, it's not uh, going to be a very happy story. Yeah, I'm just looking forward to hear more about his that past and uh, like the, all the messed up things that they did to him and like if there's more and like if there's like how many people died um trying to get Isaiah Bradley superpowers because in the right. comics they just grabbed a bunch of just African American people and were like all right this, and try to enhance them and Isaiah Bradley was one of the few people that survived so it's just right. like seeing that history of um of forgotten black people that have tried to you know serve their country um will be interesting uh, moving forward yeah uh and I'm I'm just so glad they're addressing it on this show like um it's they seem to be doing it the right way and mm. Carl Lumley the performance he's bringing is just heartbreaking and as you said yeah the guy already that scene alone that's emmy nomination worthy 100 percent. Um, god damn it was so great <laughs> um okay well that is it for this episode of inside marvel the after show for the falcon the winter soldier uh mt and i will be back next friday for a reaction episode three and our after show in which we're going to answer all the big questions he had about the episode uh reminder to download the stereo app by going to stereo.com slash new rockstar so you can listen to our weekly live shows submit questions and theories and hear us respond in real time download the app for free on apple and android and create an avatar and profile mt and i are now going to turn to our listeners on stereo for all all oh, their boy. wonderful questions in a bonus <laughs> Q&A segment that's, uh, I think it's going to go up on the channel on Sunday. So that'll be a treat. Uh, follow MT at Mastertainment. Follow me at EA Boss. Follow New Rockstar. Subscribe to Inside Marvel wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for watching. And we'll close out with our favorite one of the episode. Little time in Wakanda and you come out White Panther. It's actually White Wolf. Huh? <laughs>